This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you're tuning into the show for the first time, if you have a question about something we're talking about, feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the website, click on the radio page. You can check out past shows because we do a lot of educational topics. And definitely subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. So like I said, if you have a question, don't hesitate to give Chris and I a call to ask those questions because this show is all about education. So You know, right now in our current economic climate, many Americans are asking, what can they do to protect their money during downturns, right? The the magic eight ball question. So these recessions can often present these financial challenges. And this is where, as a loggy in the military, planning is what I do for bread and butter. A well-constructed financial strategy can help give you some degree of shelter from the unknown. But before we jump into that topic, let me introduce my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Well, Tara, I have never been better. Wait a minute. Is it still 2020? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How could I say that this year? Uh, Never been better. I've actually had a good week personally. Let's put it that way. So uh, good things happening here. Family's doing well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, uh, it's been a crazy year. And so, uh, just, uh, hoping that it gets better from here on out or that 2021 comes faster. Right. I mean, aren't we all hoping for that? Well, you know, Tony, surely we were were just talking about this the other day that back in December, this was not the year we were anticipating. (laughs) No. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's a mixed bag of things, Tony, right? Because it's kind of, I try to look at it as a blessing to be part of such an interesting time in history and get to help make things better. And I, I try to have that positive outlook because there's a lot of craziness. And I think as Americans, a lot of times the craziness that we hear about is is over there or somewhere else. And so it's not very often that it touches us here at home. And, uh, you know, Americans are resilient. And I think that we're we're going to do the right thing. Well, I think you're, I, Tara, I love your outlook on this. Uh, I mean, uh, I love the positive outlook like, hey, I'm excited to, to be possibly part of a solution to uh, a troubling time in history or well, <laughs> help work through it. And That's I was just, good. I was just thinking, I remember of, a, I think it was the Winston Churchill, a humorous quote is said, uh, after exhausting all possibilities at the end, Americans will do the right thing. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. We will exhaust all other possibilities first and then do the right thing. Yeah, that's a great Churchill. Churchill had some amazing quotes. I love that. As long as it's funny, it gets a little laugh. That's okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I think I told you that story, Tony, right? I flew with the instructor and pilot training and 
you know, we used to try to go when we did our out and backs and we had to do our cross country training, we try to stop somewhere to have lunch. And we noticed that he would never eat. And he said, well, at home, my kids call me Mr. Fats. Oh, <laughs> and, no. And, and I said, well, that's kind of harsh. He's like, well, we have this rule in my family that nothing's too mean as long as it's funny. <laughs> there you go. I, I'm kind of with you on that one. I'm with you. Yeah, I like so, that. I'm with him on that one, actually. Yeah, I like that. I try to always keep that in the back of my head anytime someone says something to me that I think, I'm like, that's kind of mean, but but I got to give him props because it was funny. <laughs> that's funny. That is great. Awesome. Well, uh, today's going to be a good show, Tara. I know it is. Uh, but uh, actually, I don't even think I got to how you've been. I mean, you and Chris, are you keeping busy? Uh, Tony, we are keeping busy. So I think I told you we... Uh, purchased the 10 acres adjacent to us and we just got it done the fencing but here's the problem is I let the horses on it and Tony and within three days they swelled up like ticks and they all look like they're about to have a baby oh no oh (laughs) no too much fresh grass right well yeah and I'm gonna have to just uh, lock them up in the old pasture at night because clearly they're like me with a bag of M&Ms. There's just no stopping. They can't stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> but they stand at the gate every morning. They start jiggling, jiggling the thing. And it goes ding, 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 ding. And with our, our bedroom, it looks out over the, the gate. And so it's like having your very own little alarm clock. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't leave my wake up time in the hands of my horses. I mean, <laughs> that's just my, that's just me, Tara. I would. I would fix that. You're a wise uh, man, Tony. <laughs> if your animals are your alarm clock, I don't know if that's a good thing. If you leave the decision up to them. Um, wow. Well, uh, you know, you're, you're, you've got to work on protecting your horses uh, from themselves. And that ties into what we're going to talk about is protecting our finances and making sure uh, that uh, we're not making mistakes with our finances and they're protected from mainly outside forces. But uh, I'm thinking of some of the mistakes I've made and, uh, you know, uh, my finances need to be protected from me as well and my own spending habits sometimes, right? Oh, oh absolutely, Tony, because there's a lot of us, you know, Amazon has made it very easy with their one-click shopping. Oh, and when you're yeah. stuck at home all day, it becomes very tempting to go, Oh, whoops, I didn't mean to buy that. <laughs> That's so, right. So it's it's a real problem for a real challenge. I won't say it's a problem. It's a real challenge for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's a huge challenge. And for, for some of us more than others. Yeah. And I'm a record collector. And so I've been going crazy. They're having online record au- auctions because of the stay at home. And it's so easy to order records. And then a few days they show up at your door. Wow. My collection has grown. Uh, Do you find the time to listen to them is the thing? Well, there you go. There you go. See, uh, getting backed up on what I need to listen to. Plus the the wife's noticing all the packages coming in going, how much money are you spending? (laughs) Nothing to see here, honey. And I'm like way (laughs) too much, way too much. So got to ease that back. And that's just, we get into these, it just, you know, the whole stay at home thing has made it uh, ordering online. I notice, I'll tell you what, since I've been working from home, that truck comes more every week. And I watch when they deliver packages. It's not just usually we live on a cul-de-sac, right? So if you see the UPS or FedEx truck come down our cul-de-sac, you're like, okay, there's there. And it's a small cul-de-sac. There's like what seven houses on our cul-de-sac or eight, maybe. 
So you're like, okay, he's going to drop somewhere and leave. And it used to be that way when if I'd be working from home or happen to be off a day, you'd see him drive in, you'd wave, and he'd stop at one house and then leave. Now I was outside with the dogs and I watched him stop at every single house like the mailman <laughs> except it was the ups guy oh no and i'm not joking he stopped at eight houses all <laughs> every house on our cul-de-sac got a package in the same day that's like I, I don't know when that's happened and then i noticed it again the other day i'm like he stopped at four or five houses it's like wow okay so people are ordering more stuff during this time uh, and so we got to watch that. I mean, that's that's eventually affecting our finances, and that's money that we could be putting into savings for retirement or into growth options where we could be making money on that money, but instead we're spending it on things that next week uh, we're probably going to regret, right? Well, that's the that's the key, Tony. And that's why you know I really like to have a plan because it's important that you save for retirement and build your emergency fund. And it's also important that you set aside some money because you want to live too, right? So I really believe in that balance. The, the trick here, Tony, and that's what you're talking about is when you start spending, but you haven't really looked at your plan and you don't want to spend money that should be part of your savings. So if you have it divided up into thirds, let's say, you know, a third of this is going to go to my emergency fund, a third of this goes to investment and third of it goes to me having fun. If you're spending half of it on fun, then that's when you're, it's kind of like when you uh, eat ice cream and then you have just that one bowl of ice cream too many. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, a couple of scoops returns too many. or something I think is the economic term, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's all good until you do a little too much and then, but then it's, it's already spent and, and then you're yep. sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like your horses with the grass, they're eating too much in the pasture. But apparently so, they think that's their, unlike people, they're like, do I look fat? <laughs> and they're all sassy about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's look true. Fat they're fat and sassy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> they're proud. Yeah. That's, that's the difference right there. Well, um, uh, so basically we're in a recession right now and, and economic times with unemployment and, you know, people are worried about what's going to happen during the second wave of COVID. Is there going to be a second wave and the market fluctuation. I mean, talk about crazy, uh, huge increases. Now a huge decrease every day. It seems like, uh, it goes up for a few days and people are like, look at this. And it goes down, but we know it's not going to, it's, we know the economy isn't great yet. So, uh, the markets are going to keep fluctuating. So we do need to pay attention to where our money is going. And I like how well, you say, uh, uh, right. Yeah. And then here's just a key thing, Tony, you know, I'm always doing education. And I think this is a point that people really need to understand is the market is different than your economy. So the market could be True. going like gangbusters and your your economy, you, you, it doesn't change how much you have to pay for a gallon of milk or the gas in your car. So they're really kind of the market could be doing really well, but your life might be marginal at best, or you might be worried about losing your job. Those are just step, separate things. So I, people need to understand that, you know, that's what's going point. on in the market is your long-term investment for that retirement plan. But that's very different because, you know, the market could be, you know, dropping and bottoming out, but you might be having the actual best year of your life. Like think about it. Like if you're in the business of being a, a you own know, a construction company, you might be building houses like crazy. And just because the market is having a, a, a downturn, 
your personal economy might be really well. So I think sometimes, Tony, people get those things confused. But so this is why I want to talk about recession proofing and creating that long term plan. And you don't let the market drive what the decisions you're making for your family every day. That's why you have to have that plan, because the market going up and down is really it's almost like a side note to what's happening in your daily life. And I, I think sometimes on the news, you know, you'll see the market was up and people are like, but my life still kind of sucks. So <laughs> it's it's just like one of those points of, of finance and money. I think it's good for people to understand. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. And so uh, I know that we look at uh, you talked about the stock market going up and down, but you're right. That's a great point. It's very separate from the economy and your own personal situation and unemployment. Uh, and that's really obvious because just a few days ago, uh, the market was going up like crazy, but unemployment was still on the rise. So uh, that doesn't correlate. You're, it doesn't always correlate. You're right. Um, you would think it would, but it doesn't. And your personal situation definitely has nothing to do with the market because the market is for your long-term investments. But if we look at uh, where we're at because of the recession and how it affects your finances, I guess that is more uh, about how much you're able to put in savings and uh, what things you are spending money on uh, versus maybe even investing. But you you have to look at your budget. I hate to use that word, right? Well, Tony, yeah, I, I know we hate to use that word, but I think it's just being proactive because to me, Tony, it's all about being in the driver's seat with your money. And the whole point of having a plan is so that you get to be in charge of your money and your life and what happens with your bank account or the market doesn't force you to make decisions you don't want to make. So I, I think somehow, Tony, we need to turn budget into a positive word. We'll have to think uh, on that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We were talking about this earlier, how things are uh, not aptly named. <laughs> like uh, right. they, words they aren't mean named things. what they see. Yeah, and, words mean things. So um, anyway, you know, it's like when you talk about that or working on, we call it a spending plan. That sounds better, right? A spending plan? I think so. A, a yeah. plan on what I'm going to spend. That sounds better. That's more positive. So uh, when you talk about a spending plan, uh, I know, and we've mentioned this in past shows, but it's always good to note, uh, you've always told me, Tara, look at your monthly expenses and what you're spending, because nowadays we have things like uh, subscriptions to services that hit our accounts and we might not even be aware of them, right? Exactly, Tony, because this kind of feeds into that whole question of good debt versus bad debt. You know, and, and the simple answer is you want to get rid of all debt. But the thing is, Tony, things like the mortgage on your house, that's really good debt because you have a house that you're living in, you get tax deductions. So that's debt that's okay. Bad debt is the debt on your credit card where you're paying for subscriptions to uh, record companies or magazines that you don't even know that you're paying for. That's That we would consider that bad debt because you're paying for something that's really not a value to you or it was a, a value to you momentarily and then the moment's gone and then you're still paying the bill. Yeah, that's bad. And I think a lot of us are guilty of having that happen. And some people get so caught up in their lives or they think, well, I make enough money, I'm not going to worry about it. But all that money they're wasting, it adds up uh, not only over time, but if you add up all the different things, you know. Well, and Tony, it's interesting because I, you know, my marketing research that was a strategy that was developed on purpose. the The idea of sign up for free, and then if you don't like, you can cancel it later. 
because the marketers researched it, Tony, and they said the average American will just forget about it or they won't take the time to stop it. So it's a very worthwhile way to offer something for free because the average American will take, Tony, a year before they'll actually take the time to call and cancel a subscription. So that was an intentional marketing strategy that was developed to prey upon how, uh, I won't say lazy, but how we get so busy as Americans. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We do. We get uh, our lives, we get caught up in them. And I think that you're right. When you take a marketing class, that's what they tell you. That's what uh, people are counting on. These companies count on you forgetting. I mean, it's like you're just being like, oh, it's 20 bucks. I don't I'm not going to worry about it. It's like gift cards, gift cards and rebates. Exactly. uh, I forget the stat, but it's crazy. Like 30 percent of all gift cards are never used. Tony, I, I have a stack of them myself. Yeah. And uh, I think it was Best Buy at one point, their highest grossing portion of the the thing they made the most money on and profited most on is gift cards. And you're like, wait, you know, if I buy a $20 gift card, uh, it's worth $20 worth of merchandise. How could they make money on that? Because 30% or more people will get a gift card and give it to somebody or get it for themselves and never, ever use it or lose it. Or the rounding errors, you know, you buy something, you got a $20 gift card, you buy something for $16 and something, and then you've got like three bucks. You usually just get rid of the card. Very few people yep. will keep. Yep. Just it's Very just profitable. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. Yeah, that is something you have to watch out for. And you want to be, we're not talking about everybody out there has to be so frugal, but, and nowadays I think every penny counts, right? It is, Tony. And I think the bigger point we're getting at is just understanding the basics of how money works. And so to be in control of your money just bees means being a little mindful and thinking about what you're doing and, and the choices that you make. So it's not about depriving yourself of any joy in your life, but it's about saying, you know, I've got, you know, a hundred bucks. Do I want to buy pizza for everybody? Or do I want to just buy these extra pair of shoes? You know, just, there's no good or bad decision, but just make the decision that's going to bring you the most joy. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point as well. Well, you know, I I, I think people have to remember that uh, they're going to need that emergency fund too. And a lot of this money we're talking about, the reason you want to look at saving it and spending wisely is you need to put some of that money into an emergency fund. And you've said, I know I've heard you and other financial professionals say three to six months of income in an emergency savings. And I, I think very few people out there have that. Uh, but that is what you should shoot for. And that's a lot to me. It is, Tony. But and I, I love this because I just I've been doing a lot of reading on um, being mindful about how what makes your decisions. And you can have an emergency fund out of fear, like uh, you're afraid you're going to lose your job. But here's what I would propose, Tony, is everybody needs an emergency fund. Ideally, six months, three to six months, because, Tony, it gives you control. You have an emergency fund so that you get to be in the driver's seat and you get to make choices. And so say, you know, it's not always because you got fired and something terrible happened. It's because you reach a point in your life and you're like, I'm ready for a change and I want to go a different direction. And, oh, I have some time that I can think about it and make some decisions because I have created an effective emergency fund that allows me to make choices and control my life. Right. Yeah, there you go. I think that's really uh, good advice and a good thought. And you've got to have that emergency fund. I, I'm right there with you. Uh, now, 
And, you know, I mean, even if you love your current job, something could happen. And, uh, you know, you probably need to make sure uh, that you have options lined up. Uh, That's one way to hedge against this current economy. A lot of people are losing their jobs. Not only have an emergency fund, but make sure you're well networked. Well, let me give you a story on that, Tony. Okay. So I was just talking with a, a woman that I work with, and she's she does a great job for, for us in our wing. And she just had a personal situation where her mom got really ill unexpectedly, and she's older. And so she moved back east to be with her mom. And the beautiful thing, Tony, was she, she just made the choice and went. And excitingly, because of this whole telework thing with the COVID, everybody's teleworking so she's actually been able to continue doing her job but she made that decision before all this happened and tony she was able to do it because she had an emergency fund saved up and she said you know what i have a good job i love what i'm doing but i am having this family emergency and i want to go be with my mom because that's not something i can get back later so it was a perfect situation and it ended up working out but the thing was tony is that she didn't have to in her head say make a choice between losing her job and, and taking care of and being with her mom. All these things are so important. And really, that's what we're talking about is that overall financial strategy. And I think right now, uh, it's good to go through that financial strategy, as you say, Tara, to find the areas that may need adjustment, uh, you know, and maybe an overhaul. And that's a good idea, even in the best of times, let alone when the economy is turbulent, uh, like it has been. Uh, so uh, we should really, where do you want to go from here? How do you, we've got about five minutes left in the show. Uh, what would you like to talk about? So Tony, I, you know, absolutely. You always, you know, I'm a financial planner and I'm just a, a planner overall by nature. So I think planning is just a good thing to do all the time. So, and Tony, I have this approach. I always like to start out with, you know, you want to look at, okay, what is the playing field or the full game board, whatever analogy you want to use, but you want to look at all the pieces that you have. And Tony, step one is to say with everything that you have, have you fully maximized what you're doing? Because step one, Tony, is we don't want to say, well, you're going to have to stop going to Starbucks or you're going to have to start, you know, cutting back your life and making your life less fun. That's step one is to say, let's look at everything you have and do you have everything organized in the best way? So, Tony, one of the first things we want to do is to say, does every dollar that you have that could be in a tax free account, is it set up that way? Because, Tony, you'll be surprised at how many people still have traditional accounts that are sitting around that they haven't converted to Roth, for example, or people, Tony, that will have several hundred thousand dollars just sitting in a bank account because they don't know what to do with it, or they could have it somewhere earning a little bit of interest, but still protected. There's just so many basic things, Tony, that can be done right from the get-go just to, to take what you have and shift it around to make it better. So that's such an important place to start. And and this is a good time, Tony, right? Because we're all stuck at home and we've got a little more more time to look at things and decompress and think about what we're doing. You know, Tony, I don't know about you, but I have had to cancel this year two trips that I had planned for diving and one to the Philippines and one to Hawaii. Oh, wow. And, and we're getting ready to have to cancel our trip to Mexico because, uh, you know, that's the the COVID situation is still not good. No. So um, I, I went through the phase where I was getting a little antsy and now I'm starting to settle down and go, okay, what, 
you know, maybe I can dig into some of these, you know, those tasks at the bottom of your to-do list that always fall off the bottom, like yeah. cleaning out that closet or the garage. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and and I think for most people, Tony, that looking at your financial plan is part of that list of things. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I think it is too. And so, yeah, we put, oh man, finances, people love to put off talking about it, right? Uh, I mean, well, unless it, unless it's money that's coming in, <laughs> people don't like to talk about their finances and people like to put off retirement planning or strategizing and uh, not even talking about retirement, just current financial strategies and budgeting, you know, that budget word, it scares people. People would rather do hard manual labor uh, than budget. <laughs> so uh, it is, you know, and there's been com- funny commercials on TV showing that that the, they'd rather do menial tasks and chores rather than actually sit down and talk about their budget. And, uh, you know, we all feel like that from time to time. But I think it is important. And I think this is good advice. And especially uh, right now, uh, we need to make sure uh, that in the coming months we're prepared and we've uh, reevaluated and worked with a professional too. I, you don't have to do this on your own is is a good thing too, right? Uh, you know, absolutely, Tony. That's one of the things, you know, that people always ask me this question is like, what do you do, know now that you wish you would have known when you were younger? And, you know, Tony, one of the things that I always look back is, had I just invested exactly the same as a brand new lieutenant that I do now, Tony, I would be in such a better position because it's hard when you don't know, you don't even know the questions to ask, right? Much less make good decisions. And the nice thing is that there's there's people to help you. And I guess from my business training, Tony, I have a mastermind team. So I have my doctors and my healthcare professionals and my car insurance person and my, my CPAs. I have this whole team that helps me with all the different aspects of my life that I need to set myself up for success. And I think, Tony, a lot of people think that they need to figure their finances out on their own. And it, you just don't have to. Yeah. Right. And uh, you yep. know, there's people I, that love that. But if you're one of those people that doesn't love it, y- you don't have to do it by yourself. Here's yeah, your permission. That's true. Here's your permission slip. You can you can have help. And here's the thing, Tony, that people get confused about is it's it doesn't cost you more to get help than it does to set it up, because for almost all investments in the market, the fees are built into the funds. You're paying the fee really no matter what. So you might as well get some advice because here's the thing, right, Tony? You get advice, but at the end of the day, you still make your own decisions. So just because someone tells you to do X, Y, and Z, you don't have to do that, but it just it sure is nice to always have some extra information when you're going to make a decision. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. Well, you know what? We're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go? Well, Tony, the big takeaway from today's show, we, we want to talk about recession proofing. That's a hard word to say. Recession proofing your plan. And Tony, it just comes back to the same premise is create a plan because none of us has that magic eight ball to know what's around the corner. So you want to set yourself up to be in the driver's seat with your money. So that's the that's the foot stomper for today is take time to make a plan so that you can be in a position to make decisions versus being at the mercy of life as much as possible. Right. (laughs) There you go. Well, you know what? Great show today, Tara. And give that phone number one more time. Sure, Tony. The number is 719-210-4242. Please give us a call today if you're ready to 
get in the driver's seat with your financial plan. And Chris and I love helping people get on that right track. Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.